You know we love staying connected. From current events to drama and celebrity gossip, we stay in the know. But it can be hard to keep up when your Wi-Fi cuts out around the house. You know, spotty in one room, but strong in the other. Thankfully, the next generation Xfinity 10G network can help by keeping you connected to everything you love with reliable wall-to-wall Wi-Fi. That means you can stay up to date on all the latest buzz in real time from room to room. Start listening to your favorite podcasts in the kitchen and listen all over the house as you put your laundry away. Better yet, the whole family can work, stream, and play on multiple devices, all with a fast and reliable connection. With the next generation Xfinity 10G network, your entire house can keep up with all the action with less buffering. Get it all from the network made for streaming, the Xfinity 10G network. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right, cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And there are no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. What up, everyone? Welcome back to the Bella's Podcast. Not to sound like a hater, but I am so excited to talk about Nardum's first fight. Uh, whatever, Brie. So, yes, we have Artem on the show to talk about our first fight and to host another edition of Bella Brains. All right, here we go. Happy hump day, Bella Army. I'm Nicole. And I'm Brie, and this is the Bella's Podcast. Okay, Brie, I had no idea what it was going to be like entering the third trimester of pregnancy. I mean, talk about swollen everything. Swollen hands, swollen feet, swollen thighs. My goodness, even a swollen... All right, all right. We know what that means. It's time for opening up. So let's pop that bottle. All right, today we're opening up with grapefruit rosemary fizz drinks. Mm. And we were inspired by this because if you drive all over the Valley of Phoenix, you see that grapefruits are everywhere. Mm. And I used to like greyhounds. You know, remember greyhounds, Nicole? Yeah, I wouldn't mind a greyhound every now and then. Right? Or even (laughs) sometimes tequila drinks with like grapefruit are always good. But I think you always forget how amazing it is when you add rosemary to drink, especially in the summertime. It opens up your palate. Mm. In such a great way. Look at us. So, you know, grapefruit, rosemary, make it a little fizzy drink, and you have summer in your mouth. We got pregnant, and we're turning into craft makers or virgin Whatever craft you makers. call top bartenders, that's us. <laughs> yeah. You know, and speaking of how we have to mock tell, I can't believe, but Brie, my baby's over two pounds already. Two pounds. How cute is that? Okay, so last night... um, I was laying in bed. So my baby's been kicking a lot and yours is really wild. And mine's wild, wild, but yours always seems extra wild for some reason. Um, But I was laying on my side and my baby started kicking me again. And so I put my hand there. I swear I could feel the outline of the feet. Oh, yeah. I was like melting. And so I don't even think I've updated all of our listeners here, but I saw the doctor recently and you know, so grateful to God that the baby's very healthy. Um, we kind of had a heart scare. And so Artem and I had to drive to LA to get our baby double checked because they thought they saw something in our baby's heart and everything came out great, which we were so blessed and happy about. Um, but what's so cute is our baby keeps its feet together. So that's why when I get those kicks and I'm like, Whoa, it's like, it's like doing the donkey kick to me. Yeah. And you know, it's, going to be really crazy is when you see your baby sleeping, you're going to probably see your baby's feet like that. Because Aww. I noticed some stuff Birdie did in the womb. She did outside the womb and it was really crazy for me. But can we just go back to you saying that your baby's two pounds? Because every time I go to the doctor and they tell me like, oh, your baby's measuring at this. 
and then your baby's this much weight. I'm always like, but how is it that I'm gaining this much weight? Why is it that I'm 25 pounds up and my baby's three pounds? Okay, so I'm not going to lie. I definitely thought about that because (laughs) I know everyone says, don't get on the scale, Nicole, but I still get on the scale because I just want to know what is my journey after the baby comes. But I did think about that. But then the one thing I have noticed um, is how much water I'm retaining. I feel like I'm wearing... Um, dresses with straps and within two minutes I have the marks on my shoulders or even when I lay down like you you know when your body's retaining a lot of water you know how you get the marks real easy I retained 22 pounds of water with birdie but you know what I have to say how my baby was kicking me last night and just grazing my hand with its feet sure give me all the water weight you want because that was like the most incredible feeling and it gets better and better it's yeah. pretty cool but i will say that the changes are crazy like my skin discoloration on my upper lip i'm seeing a little bit on my cheeks but brie what is sometimes i wake up and i feel like i have no collagen under my eyes i feel like my eyes are so sunken in and it's not every day, but then I'm like, is this just a day that whatever the baby's taking, it's affecting the eyes? Like, what is that? I call it sleep deprived because <laughs> I feel question. like good answer. even with Birdie now, there's days where I might be up through the night with her and I look at my face the next morning and I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, it's just, I call it the face of a mother. <laughs> and I feel like that never, ever goes away. But I have to say, I'm really excited because I finally get to see my baby this week. Ooh. I mean, I have not seen my baby since 20 weeks. Oh. And think, I'm going to be 29 weeks when I see the baby. Oh, I can't wait to see the ultrasound. Yeah, that's a long time. And wait, can I just say one more thing I've noticed about like just all these changes? But yeah. this is a plus I've really liked. My lips have gotten bigger. Oh, they do. Oh, my Pregnancy gosh. lips are the Can best. they just stay... Like, I love this. They don't. They go you away like You just put like, on clear birth. lip gloss and you feel great about yourself. I don't I need know. lip liner. No wonder people want to get lip injections. <laughs> After you get pregnant, you're like, dang, I look good I'm with these rain, lips. But I do. I'm enjoying the luscious lips. Um, one thing I wish I could enjoy more, or not enjoy more, but be more motivated. And I'm going to just, because I'm pregnant, so I feel like I deserve to have excuses. I'm going to blame the 100 degree heat in Phoenix. But my workouts, they lack it's tough for me. I mean, walking, I'll power walk every day, but to do more, I'm like once a week now I work out. So this is what I always told my sister. And I go, the day you have a kid, you'll understand. But I would always tell her like, when you're running companies and you're really, really busy, both mentally and physically, when you all of a sudden have to come to a workout, it's hard. It's mentally hard to work out because you just need a little break. You need to relax. And then you're running around with your kid. And when you have a little newborn, you're going to be up a lot through the night. You're just so tired. And I'm going to say, for me, it's never the heat. It's I'm not going to give any excuse except being tired. I wish sometimes all I had to think about in a day was workout, but I don't. It's always like number five on my list. You know what? I feel all you mamas out there. I think one thing that when we are done with being in quarantine and, you know, hopefully when COVID-19 passes, the one thing I realized what's always been a plus for me and I cannot wait to start again is pure bar classes, hot yoga classes. What I realize is even when I'm my most tired, if I sign up for a class and I show up, I'm going to do that hour. Whether I'm giving 80% or 120, I'm going to do that class. It is hard when you have to do it here on your own. I bought myself an elliptical like about a month ago and I've used it a few times, like not bad. And I bought myself some free weights, but I wish I was just more motivated to go into my garage and do it. I miss a personal trainer and I really miss going to classes. I miss going to classes too, but I will say the one thing that's helped me is using my band every night. My band literally is in my nightstand drawer. She does. She even sends me photos. Bree's actually really amazing with these bands. I, I literally put I them to around my vibe. arms. And if it's just Brian and I chit-chatting or I'm watching a show. I have all these different exercises I do. I do them on my arms, my um, forearms. I do them around my ankles, my calves, my thighs. I have all these different positions. And I literally do it where I'm burning and I get a little sweat a little bit. And then I'm done. Yeah. And I have to say, Brie, like I could see it in your arms and legs. Like your arms and legs have stayed real nice. 
You guys, I know I make jokes about my thighs, but I will say, um, you know, I've been someone who I've been an athlete like competitively since fifth grade. I've always worked out and I've always been a curvier girl. Like to even get debris size was always a struggle for me. And I've always just been thicker. And I, and I love that. My cellulite is almost down to my kneecaps. I feel like I, I've never seen my legs this bad. And I know it's, I'm not, I'm not training them as hard, but it worries me. I, I mean, I've, but I'm filled with cellulite now on my thighs. Like they, that's I don't the think thing I've been most bad. affected. I don't, I mean, I definitely I have seen a little I increase, but this is my thing. A little Brie, just, you could, it's okay. But I'm going to say this. I've seen you worse than what you are now. You and I've think? seen you. Yeah. And I've seen you then also train and do your, when you used to do change time and all this stuff, and all of a sudden, boom. Like it's Well, fat like, can always go away. That's the one thing. Yeah. You just got to work. You can yeah. always burn fat, but I just feel like I'm going to have a tough road after this. I'll admit, I did. I honestly thought it was going to be really easy to lose baby weight. I was like, I got this. The last five to ten pounds don't come off. You're just trying your hardest, and then you're tired, and I'll admit, I definitely am one who will like, eat my kid's food and, like, she doesn't finish mac and cheese. I finish it. It's awful. And I've told myself I can't do that anymore. And But I haven't bounced back to my pre-weight of birdie. Right. I'm hoping after this baby I get back. But I feel like the first time you get pregnant, I don't know, you, you indulge a bit. I indulge with bird. Yeah, but for me, it's, it's not that. It's what I know I need in my life and what COVID-19 has really thrown a wrench in is like in the beginning of this pregnancy, I was using my personal trainer as going to pure bar and hot yoga. And I was actually staying in great shape. I'm not doing that now. And what I realized my personality, I benefit from having those things in my life. Um, I, I, I still go do stuff in my gym, but I don't push myself like a trainer or a class pushes me. And then let's all admit, we're all somewhat a little depressed during all this right now. So I feel like my eating at times, I feel like I'm eating because I'm actually and fighting maybe a little bit of depression, just the uncertainty of, you know, are we all going to be safe after this with the coronavirus? Are we always going to have to somewhat be in mask or social distance? Like, I feel like, you know, sometimes we're not giving us as human beings enough credit of what we're fighting through mentally. You know, I'm, I'm going to be curious about how everyone's mental health is going to be after this, because we've been inside. Our economy is at its worst. We're seeing people struggle. We're seeing people die. We're seeing loved ones lose everything. Not only that, we don't know our futures. And so we're all fighting a little bit of that. You know, it's weird because Brian and I were actually talking about this last night. Is the uncertainty of everything, of what media tells us, to what your neighbor tells you, to what your friend, to how your mind plays these like back and forth games on you. The uncertainty of everything just is really annoying. I'm like, it who, makes my mind that emoji right? where the brain's like exploding. Yeah. That's how I feel every day. But you know what? No more coronavirus talk. Let's save that for another time. I want to talk about our book. This is our first time talking with our listeners since our book has dropped, since right. we've gotten the reactions, the headlines, which we've made a lot. And there's quite a bit, you know, I want to discuss, and I know you, um, what I have to say, the incredible amount of love and support we have gotten from our Bella Army, from the WWE Universe, from the e-viewers, to just people who actually didn't know who we are but fell in love with our story, whether they saw it on Good Morning America, different news shows, or heard from a friend. It has been incredible and outpouring. And what I love the most is like so many of the reviews is exactly, Brie, what we wanted to do. Brie and I didn't want to come out with an autobiography. Like, here, this is about us. Yay, look at our accomplishments. We wanted a true memoir that when you shut the book, you put on that invisible cape and you truly became a hero of your own story, that you became a survivor and not a victim. And people have been reading our book in a day, maybe two days, saying they can't put it down and that's exactly what they took from it. And that to me, like that has felt like victory, right? Right. And you know, it's, it's crazy because all of last week, Nikki and I were just so slammed with all this media and press and... And it's weird because you say slammed and you're slammed at home. But we had crazy long days. Like almost every day we were up at 4 a.m. just to make ourselves look decent for all these Zoom interviews and Skypes and everything. But it was weird because we were really nervous, you guys. Really nervous a couple of days leading up to May 5th. 
And then just with all the positivity and everything, we felt really free and good. Yeah. I'll admit, like, there was only a few things that bummed me out. And I I always make headlines, I feel like. And these were more the websites that look for the clickbaits, what I call it. One thing I've learned is you can't believe a headline anymore because they're going to make it sound like something so you click. And then you're going to read the story and go, wait, this has nothing really to do with the headline. But how many people actually click and read the story? So some people were coming at me because um, one of the first stories from the book is I talked about when Ronda Rousey debuted at WWE. And it was the night it happened to be the first ever all-women's Royal Rumble. And and my thing was, it was never against Rhonda what I said. I I respect Rhonda. I think Rhonda, one, is an icon. And what she's done for the women's wrestling industry has been incredible. And I just hate the headlines made me sound hateful. When all I said was, I felt it was the wrong time to debut her. Because here, these women that had been working in the wrestling industry for so long who fought to have this first ever Women's Royal Rumble, they had to go over the top rope. They were scared, but they overcame it. They conquered. They put on such an amazing show. And it got overshadowed because they didn't tell any of us. And then they debuted Ronda, and they didn't even let Asuka have her moment. Like, she just won the first ever all-women's Royal Rumble. And also, what a lot of people don't know is that I was just the voice for so many that were upset. Brie, you were there. Yeah. So many women were upset backstage. We were all doing a champagne toast as they wouldn't let, what no one knows, they wouldn't let one other woman go out and speak to the media. They only wanted Rhonda. So then the one thing that made myself and other women upset was like, you're never ever again going to get real reactions from how those women felt that night because not one person asked. So that's what I spoke about. Nothing against Rhonda. I mean, I thought it had been so badass to have then Oscar the next night be like, yeah, we're live on USA. First ever champion in your face. No one compares to me. Then debut Rhonda. Now how badass would that? But that's what I would have been for. And I just hate how all the headlines make it. When TMZ had their headlines, I was just like, you guys are trying to make this something that it's not. I have nothing bad to ever say about Rhonda Rousey. Ever. Like, I was so grateful to have a main event match with her for the first ever all women's pay per view. I have nothing but respect for that woman. Plus, I actually really like her. She's a lot of fun. She's hilarious and she's a really good person. So, all that really bothered me. Well, I, I was kind of like, there's so much other things to talk about in the book than that. Well, when it's mainstream names, it's clickbait. You know what I mean? So, I said a mainstream name in the book. And I feel like that's why people click. Just like there was a few about John. And I was like, you guys really, like, aren't we past this? Like, of course, he'd be a chapter, but it was a great chapter. It was, you know, very beautiful and open. There was nothing bad, nothing bad said. But if you saw the headlines, they make it like there's something bad. When they use that word regret, you did that interview with me. I said, I almost regretted. And this is my thing. It's media now. I mean, like, who else lost sleep over the murder hornets in Washington? Me. Me, too. I'm like, can they come to Arizona? Like, I actually, you know, Brian and I, we're not going this summer, but we spend our summers in Washington. And it made me almost feel like to put the house up for sale because I don't want to be killed by a hornet. I mean, Brie, I was about to force you to put your house up for sale because I was like, <laughs> no, now we have murder hornets and I feel in the bad United for the bees. States. I'm like, <laughs> do I need to go fight with the bees? But not to go off topic, let's talk about the one headline that actually I felt like I saw everywhere and I did see positivity and I want to applaud you because I tried with the me too movement to get you to speak up, but you wanted to save it for the book, but about the two rapes you experienced in high school. And it takes a lot of bravery and courage to talk about it, but it takes more bravery and courage to realize that it isn't your fault to not feel shame I loved seeing the fact that you let that go. I'm sad it took you 20 years to actually feel that. And I know you broke down a couple times last week, like, because it's hard for you to still see it in writing. But for me, that was very powerful. And those were powerful headlines. And after the whole media week, those were the things I took with me. Right. And I have to say, that's, I first want to thank all the media because the media has been amazing to you and I, and they still are. When I was talking about Ron and John were two headlines. Um, let's talk about, you're right, the 50, 100 others of people that truly embraced. And it was mainly that story. And 
And I'll admit, I was very scared and nervous for the book to come out. Um, You guys, I didn't even tell my mom those two rape stories. I literally, the night before May 5th, when the book dropped, I went and put a book in my mom's mailbox with two bottles of wine because I was like, you're going to need this. Um, And my mom literally had to find out with the world what had happened to me. And when I had the two rapes in high school, um, my mom was going through a terrible divorce she just had started her own company. She was trying to keep that afloat. Also raised three kids and figure out how am I going to do all of this and pay for it. Um, when these things happened to me, I just felt like, why am I going to burden her with this? Plus, is it, was it my fault? Did I do this to myself? Did I put myself in this situation? And I just kept it in and fell into such a deep depression. I lacked confidence. I treated myself with such disrespect. And I carried this for so long. I go to therapy a lot, um, all the way up until my thirties. But I have to say when the, when the book dropped, um, and getting all the love and support and the outreach, it made me feel amazing. It was definitely two very emotional days. I broke down to Brie a few times, just seeing the headlines in my name attached to that. And now the world knows it was just so weird and hard for me because at times I'd feel numb to it. And then times it feels still so real So it's been very emotional for me this week. But the reason why, you know, Brie was a big help with this, why I wanted to share these stories. Our fandom, the Bell Army, who are just family, the more I got to know them and hear their stories of how they're inspired by Brie or motivated by us or just like what they've overcome or what they're struggling with, I, I realized that these are some of their stories, some of the girls, um, what they're going through in high school and college, and then women in their 20s, 30s, and beyond. And here I have this story that I could share and give them strength with, but I'm not telling it. And then the Me Too movement happened. And then I'm hearing a lot of stories, right? And I'm starting to realize that I'm not alone. Like, whoa, this has happened to a lot of people and they feel just like me. And realizing too, and this is what I loved about the Me Too movement, there's not one level of rape or molestation. There's or sexual harassment. Or sexual harassment. There's multiple levels, but in the end, it's not right, period. Period. Well, that's what I started to realize, that we all are sitting here blaming ourselves, shaming ourselves, holding so much guilt when we didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, I mean, how many times did you question, like, did I wear something? Did I put myself in that position? Did I drink too much alcohol? Like, how many times did you do that to yourself? And that's not fair. Not fair. And when I, Brie and I were talking, when we started writing this memoir, Brie was like, I really think you should share these stories. And I'm like, well, goodness, Brie, I've only told you. I've told her cousin Kristen. I've told a few of my best friends, my ex-fiance and Artem. These are the only people that I've known in these 20 years But then I did see the people that I could help because when I was young, I didn't have anyone to look up to. This was 2001 and 2002. No one was talking about this stuff. So I didn't have any women to look up to that were sharing their story and saying, this is not your fault. So instead I led life thinking, did I do this? Did I not? Like, I don't think I did, but did I? And now I want to be that example for the youth. If this has happened to you in high school, it is not okay and it is not your fault and you have to talk to someone. In college, in your 20s, I don't care how old you are, it is not your fault and you need to talk about it because you don't want to be like me who held on to it for 20 years. When you hold on to that shame and guilt, it is heavy and you fight through so many demons and I could have fought those demons when I was young. And unfortunately, I didn't because I didn't have anyone to look up to. But I want to be that person for you guys. Which I love. And, you know, I do. If you are listening and you have gone through any situation, whether you feel like it's mild or moderate or really bad, please reach out to someone. Talk about it. Because to see what my sister went through for the last 20 years, no one should ever go through that. I agree. And, you know, I would go in detail right now with the stories, but they're in the memoir. Um, I feel like I'd get super emotional if I did. And so I'm not going to do that right now. I just, you know, I don't, it's, we got a whole show to do with you guys. And (laughs) well, and that's why, you know, Nikki and I did want to write the memoir. And if you haven't gotten your book, get your book. Cause even, you know, I talk about going through death Um, I lost my high school sweetheart. Um, Unfortunately, I was 18 years old to a drunk driver. 
Um, he wasn't drunk. Someone else was and hit him. And death is a very profound thing. And whether you're someone like my sister who might go through a rape situation, you might be on the other end and go through death. And death is one of those things that could, I hate saying make you or break you, but it can. And for me, it broke me for a while, but then I also gained this really big spiritual part of me. And I just, I started to see the beauty in a lot of things that I never thought I could. But it's, you know, it's why we wanted to write this memoir because we've been through some crazy stuff, but everyone has. Everyone's been through something bad. Everyone has a story. And we just want you to all know out there, you're not alone and you can overcome that. And Nicole and I always say it. I feel like you guys have heard us say this 100 times. You can turn any negative into a positive. You can turn any no into a yes. And for my sister and I, through our blood, sweat, and tears, we made it happen to get to where we are at today. We didn't let anything hold us back. We all have inner strength. You just got to dig down really, really deep and find it. But that's why you have the Bellas because the Bellas are on your side and we're going to help you dig deep and find that strength because everyone has it. That's right. We're going to help you become heroes of your own story. Exactly. Because we are all superheroes deep down inside. Yes. But can we talk about my non-superhero moment from this past episode of Total Bellas? Ooh, I don't know about all of you listening, but I was crying laughing a majority yeah. of it. You, Brie was. I have never. <laughs> so we've been on reality TV for seven years now. And it is definitely this past Thursday night was the most embarrassed I have ever been watching myself. So if you guys missed the last episode of Total Bellas, I got extremely wasted. Artem and I had our first big fight and the cameras caught it all. And that just aired and it was extremely humiliating. So you'll definitely want to watch it because Brie was crying laughing the whole time and teased me why and her was, husband. And why I was crying laughing is because I felt like every other woman watching, we've all been in your situation. Yeah, except some gave me hate. And I'm like, okay, you're either a super fan of Artem or like good for you that you've never gotten like drunk and crazy. Because I feel like all of us at some point have gotten drunk and crazy, right? <laughs> Um, yes, 100%. The best is, I will say so many women were tweeting at me and commenting on my IG like, oh my gosh, so me, my um, boyfriend or husband was looking at me like, oh, I know this night. They were just saying my eyes, my reaction, the stumbling. Oh the my best gosh. ever is when you're really drunk and it was clearly you were at fault over Artem. And then when you go back to the house drunk and you're looking at him and go, you don't want to talk because you know I'm right. Ew, you guys. You know I'm right. I was such a bitch. <laughs> like even re-watching it. I couldn't stop apologizing to Artem that night. Artem, I was an evil bitch. And let me, can I just say the full story of what the cameras didn't get and yes. what didn't air? Yes. Okay. So Brie and I had a hosting gig before that we couldn't bring the cameras to. Um, we were doing a hosting event for Temptation Island for the USA Network. So the bartender was making the most perfect spicy skinny margaritas. I mean, perfect. And so for all of you who have been listening to the Bells podcast for a while, you know how that's one of our favorite drinks. I mean, extra ice and everything. I mean, they and, the and they cold. had tahini salt. That's so it rare. Sometimes awesome. they have to make their own spice. But anyways, I, I was downing them. It was warm. Um, Brie and I had to do a lot of speaking and, oh, and then we were just so busy. I didn't have time to eat. So I downed like five margaritas very quickly because I do that for some reason with spicy skinny margaritas, no other drink except that no food in my stomach. So I, Brie can just see it on me. Like, oh my gosh, Nicole's wasted. I had to announce the DJ. I forgot his name. I'm literally looking at him. Hundreds of people. And he, like, was giving me the evil eye, like, is this girl for real? I just, already I was making a fool of myself. But then we had an old friend walk in. I mean, more of an acquaintance. But I was so shocked to see this gentleman, well, by the way, 21 years old. Yes, he's handsome, but he's 21 years old. And I was like, Brandon, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're here. You guys know, like, I was such a happy drunk at that point. So Artem was picking me up there to go to our date night. So Artem comes in. I'm like, Artem, oh my gosh, you have to meet Brandon. You have to cook for him. We're going to take care of him. Like, okay, very embarrassing drunk talk, but I'm drunk. All of a sudden, Artem just left. He was so upset. He left me. That, for some reason, triggered 
fire and anger in me. Like, he just left me. What did I do wrong? And the minute you know a drunk girl gets there, that is it. So then I looked at Brie because Artem left me. I go, will you still go salsa dancing with me? Because I actually knew that the crew had cleared it. So I'm the type of person, like, if we go through the clearing of filming, I don't not show up. Like, I'm I'm huge with that. Whether she's 20 margaritas in or not, yeah. she's showing up. I told Brie, I go, people literally have already set up there. They have lighting. Like, I don't want to be, like, that girl that no-shows. So will you come what was supposed to be my date night? So Brie and I go, and I just start dancing. And I think people thought I was salsa dancing intentionally in front of Artem. Every time Artem popped in, I had no idea. I was That's how drunk I was. But anyways, I mean, does it make it right? I was definitely in the wrong. I mean, watching it again, I felt terrible. It made me feel so silly. But you know what? I'm a human being. And yeah, sometimes I get drunk crazy, I guess. I actually haven't gotten drunk crazy in so long. So then Artem left again, right? So what? He popped in like three times. <laughs> <laughs> then he ended up leaving me. So that's when I'm in the car, like makeup smear, like I'm so done. Ew, I was so, I couldn't even watch that. I mean, I watched it, but with like my hands over my face, looking through my fingers, like, you know how hard it is to watch yourself that drunk? I was so embarrassed. But anyway, I'm embarrassed right now. Say, I feel how hot my face is. But, um, oh, it's hot. Yeah. Um, but so I bring the cameras with me. Like, you guys, Artem was home, decided to go to sleep. I literally told the cameras, no, you're getting in with me. We are waking him up. I'm no. And and they came with me. Poor Artem. Poor I barged Artem. in. But if you guys go back and watch the episode, the first door I open is our master bedroom. And I wish they would have showed this. I'm talking to a pillow that's under a blanket. I thought it was Artem. And then Artem says something and I realize it's in the other room. So you could tell the closets changed because then I go in the guest room. That's where he was. So for a little bit, I'm talking to a pillow. That's how drunk I was. But is that why um, you were like, Oh, so if you don't, you're not coming out. You know I'm right. Yeah, you're yeah. not coming out because I was talking to a pillow, not even Artem. That's when he goes, Nicole, I'm over here or whatever. And then he ended up kicking all the camera crew out. That's when I knew, like, ugh. But then I was like, I'm gonna just stick with my attitude. And our hangovers the next day at Birdie B, like, ugh. how awful. When what you guys saw the sun chips laying owners. on the couch, and that's another thing because some people were like, she didn't say sorry enough. First of all, our conversation on the couch was like 30 minutes. You get two minutes of it, you know. I definitely will admit, I have a hard time saying I'm sorry. Oh, yes, you do. Yeah, I'm happy you admitted it. I do. I really do because I'm stubborn and like when I truly feel I'm right about something, which in that situation, even when I was sober, I was like, but I wasn't like I wasn't flirting and you made me feel like I did something wrong with a guy and I didn't. Sorry, I was drunk and overly annoying, excited. But when you left me, that didn't make me feel good. And my actions past that, though, were not right. They were terrible, but it sucked how I got there because I just felt like my back was up against a wall. And I, I've apologized repeatedly because Artem doesn't deserve that. He's so sweet, which I feel like we need to bring him on just to hear a little we bit. We do need to hear his side of the story because you might not think that you were wrong, but it is nice to hear Artem's sober perception of it because maybe you were in the wrong. But first, a quick break. Thrive Market is a go-to for all of your grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online, then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you could use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Nikki, where do we get all our primal condiments? Thrive Market. You know it. I have actually loved so much that I have been able to transform my refrigerator, even my pantry, to healthy, low-sugar condiments. Everything in the gluten-free, Whole30 diet recommendations, 
Thrive Market for me is that one-stop shop where I can pick and choose all the things that are healthy for not only my kids, but for myself too. And boom, they're at my front door within days. They definitely make it super easy to stay healthy, organic, all the things that we really want in our household. One thing that Thrive Market has helped me with is I've wanted that when it comes to household cleaning items or just stuff that you actually put in your house besides consuming. And they've really helped it. I had one, one of my goals this year was less plastic in my house. Thrive Market helps with that, with refillables, with what I exactly need to clean. And look, when you have kids running around, having a company really care about the ingredients inside it, that's super important. What we're spraying on our counters, putting in our toilets, on our sheets, all of that matters. So grateful for a place like Thrive Market that really looks into ingredients and we know what we're buying. 100%. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash twins for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash twins. Thrivemarket.com slash twins. Warning, things are about to get intense. I mean, Brie and I are talking like that intense moment when the room stops, maybe time stops, when everything might be going around you, but you're looking at that one person dead in the eyes or a maple donut and <laughs> in our eyes. Usually I'm giving that stare down when I want to ask my husband for his credit card so I can go shopping. Ooh, that is the intense that I like. Intense heat, lasting plump. From the hot new Lifter Plump from Maybelline, New York. Formulated with chili pepper, Lifter Plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts. Available in eight sizzling shades. Blush, Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and many more. And you know me with that red. Nothing like a red flag on my sizzling lips. Oh, we know it, girl. Can you take that heat? Find your shade at Maybelline.com or a retailer near you. Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. So many of us love coffee. Mm-hmm. Like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot. Some like it iced with a splash of creamer, and some like it with a cold foam topping. Many of us stop into coffee shops on our way to work more often than we'd like to admit. Oh, yes. But now, thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home. It's honestly game-changing. You can just shake the canister and spray it onto your coffee. And voila, you've got an incredible cold foam coffee at home. No frothing, fancy machines, or mess required. Ooh, an international delight cold foam creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom. And the best part? Mm-hmm. It works on both hot and iced coffees. Oh my gosh, I'm drooling. Okay, so it comes in three foaming delicious flavors. French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato, so you can switch things up depending on your mood. Look for your favorite flavor next time you're at the grocery store, and be prepared to say goodbye to your barista. Okay, Bree, so what reminds you of college days? French vanilla. I mean, Bree and I lived on International Delight French Vanilla. And you know what's the cutest thing? Is every time our dad comes to visit, he calls me because I always be like, what do you want me to get the grocery store? And he's like, oh, make sure to get, it's always International Delight French Vanilla Creamer because I can't have it without my coffee. So guess what I'm getting my dad when he comes to visit because I know I'm going to love it. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. French vanilla, of course. You guys, this is a game changer. Okay. How many of us spend too much money at coffee shops? Me. Me. Yes. And we deserve as human beings, to have that yummy, delicious coffee Why we all go to the coffee shops. And I'll be honest, I've kind of always wanted to be a barista, and now I can in my kitchen at my home. I'm really excited to have this, and I can't wait to hear what Dad thinks. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's foaming delicious. Artem, so... Bree and I were just talking about our fight from 
last week's episode of Total Bellas. And I said my point of view about things, but of course, you know, I want you to come on the pod and talk about your thoughts. Because you didn't say much also on the YouTube video either. (laughs) You never really... You make everyone think that I just talk over you all the time because you never talk. I do talk. I just well, don't talk rare. a lot. Well, yeah. He doesn't talk a lot, you guys. Like, I mean, that's 24-7. So I know it seems like I just talk over him or all this, but it's just Artem's not a man of very many words, which is okay. We love him for that. <laughs> but tell us what no, your it's thoughts not that were. I, it's not that I don't talk. I just feel like, there is really not a lot to say about the situation just simply because it's done, it's dusted, we don't need to bring it back to life and we can just kind of observe, take the most out of it and move on. Okay. If that makes sense. That does. But at least for our listeners right now, I want you to describe to them like how you felt watching yourself have your first fight with your now fiancé on national TV, just give us your feelings through that. I mean, Artem, you literally were trending worldwide. Worldwide, you guys, Artem was trending worldwide. Worldwide, oh my goodness. Because Well, that was mainly because everyone was like, I'm so team Artem. (laughs) If I would be trending worldwide for like an incredible dancing or like some kind of a cool skill that no one does, then I'd be like, I've been trending worldwide. But trending because of the argument... I don't think that's a good thing. No, but Artem, you were trending worldwide because everyone was team Artem. But do you understand that there's no winner in this situation? No, there isn't. So, but just tell us, can so, you just go through your feelings right, with us, okay, please? Okay, fine. Um, it did not feel good to watch it back simply because you have to relive exactly the same scenario that I already lived in once. And it's kind of, I don't know. I mean, it's it's like a mixture of feelings, you know? First of all, you kind of want to forget how you felt because when you don't feel good about a situation, you don't want to relive it. I mean, that's like a given. Most of the time, right. obviously, you just looked at it and just go like, okay, I've learned what I don't do anymore or what I shouldn't do or what my reaction should have been. Yeah, but at the same time, you can't change anything. It happens. But again, coming back to what I've seen, it was just it was just really uncomfortable for both of us. You know, it doesn't matter who's right and who's wrong or whatever the situation is. It's embarrassing. Right. Can you admit one thing? Um, hold on. That you did Are get you, a little jealous in the beginning of the night? That no one, thing, or? Okay. That no one saw because we didn't have the camera crew there. That right. you did get a little jealous. Um, I mean, part of it, yeah. But I think it all came from a place where it was just kind of confusing because obviously that a lot of viewers who saw the episode knew that we were about to go out and have this evening together because that was the plan from the get-go right. for me. I mean, I was While still I'm driving the up the car, I'm not even going upstairs. You coming down, jump in the car, and we're going to go have fun. And then... I first of all, it's already been like, okay, can you come up? And I was like, okay, well, I guess we're just going to have to hold off. So I parked the car, I'm coming up, and it's just like I'm walking into, into, in, a into a situation <laughs> where, first of all, I was not there from the get go. I am the sober guy out of the everyone who was there, everybody in a whole different level. So I already feel kind of like out of place. And then I need to fit in and I don't really want to fit in because this is not my type of having fun or that's not my ideal way of spending the evening. And I just feel like it's it's kind of been ignored in that way. And then I'm like seeing another thing, this guy who you talking to me about, oh, hey, can we like invite him to our house? Can you like cook for us and stuff? And I'm like, first of all, I don't even know the dude. And I'm already walking in the situation that I'm like already kind of feeling out of place. And then all of that on top of it, it just made me feel like, okay, why am I even here? Like, this is so weird. This is not what it's supposed to be. This is not the envision that I had coming up to this place. And And this is not the agreement we had. And rightfully so. I totally understand why you got upset. I it I wish you didn't leave. And I think that made things escalate. And we've already talked about that. 
But in my defense, talking to you at that point was extremely difficult. I agree. And also me being there and just getting more angry at the situation, I felt like I'd rather take myself out of the situation and then when everyone on the same level, then let's have a conversation about versus me staying there, being more angry and then... Even if I say something, it's just going to go directly against me. So that's why I eliminate myself from the situation because yeah. I feel like it was no point of me staying. No, and you know you what? Know? I, I agree completely, and that was actually very smart of you. Um, I was too drunk to see that. But can you just tell everyone that I'm actually a lot of fun when I'm drunk? <laughs> I'm not always crazy monster oh. Nikki mode. People are calling me a monster artist. She's not a monster. She we is We usually fun. have a lot of fun. And the thing is, I think when you come to a party, everybody at the same time and everybody trying to have fun together, I think it doesn't matter how much you even drink. It's just kind of like you, like, I don't know, I keep saying at the same level, but I think it really matters, you know? Oh, of when course. When you're coming to a party that's been going on for four hours and people already having their own kind of like state of intoxication and you're coming in completely sober with like an idea of something different, it's just never going to go well no matter what it is. Right, well, know? that's why Brian, people always think Brian is... Um, like just socially not I don't want to say socially awkward but doesn't like to be around people but he knows that if we're going out to a late dinner and we're going to have a lot of drinks Brian just ends up staying at home with Bertie because he's like I you guys are all going to be on some different level you guys all start talking weird you get these weird accents which are like that oh my gosh and then he's like it's just not fun for me so Brian for however long him and Bri have been married they just you know I get why he does that. So, and I understand why you're upset. And I, you know, what's crazy is that was our first big fight, but we haven't had another like that big of a fight, really. Maybe once or twice. Oh, well, we've had a lot of arguments. You also didn't, well, I don't think, drink as much. I, I did learn a lesson. <laughs> it just sucks. I had to relearn it. But and look, I'm 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 not saying like for, first of all, yes, having drinks. I'm never against it. I'm never gonna say no to it if you want to do it i feel like by saying that they're just putting person in such a like defensive mode that just nothing good gonna come out of it you know the best way of dealing with it is just let them have fun let them do what they do and then if they wake up with regrets it's gonna be up to them to change that situation or not and i think it's important because when you start changing a person into something that you envision it's always going to go backwards. Oh, I agree. Well, thank you for coming on and telling us your thoughts. And You're welcome. Oh, I love uh, you. I love you. <laughs> I love you more. Love You're you. such a trooper, how you put up with me and how I put up with you. <laughs> you like how I added that? <laughs> Hold on. You such a trooper or we such a trooper? We're troopers together. Okay, good. All right, but I'll you've been on one. this just crazy journey, especially putting your life out there. And I just admire you so much for it. You're brave. You're amazing. And now everyone gets to see tomorrow night when Brian got upset at us. At least you and I were on the same side. That was good. Oh, yeah. Remember how uncomfortable it got because we stayed in their house too long? Yeah, that's tomorrow night, Artem. Now oh. you're going to have to relive that. <laughs> all right, you guys. Well, that's going to be on an all-new Total Bellas tomorrow night, 98 Central, only on E. And Artem, thank you so much for coming on. Of course. I love you. Love you. All right, everyone. We'll be back with Dear Bellas, but first, a quick break. You know what I love about springtime is that you kind of get to refresh your closet. You know, fall, winter, we're all bundled up. And then when spring comes, the sun is truly out. You get to ditch all the layers and just refresh your look. I mean, I feel like I am totally in for like refreshing my wardrobe. Bringing a little color. I need spring shopping. I mean, Brie, Walmart has like some incredible styles out right now and so affordable. Oh, that is right. This spring, there's only one destination for the latest fashion, home and beauty inspired by real life, Walmart. Be it bold swimwear or graphic beach towels, glowy makeup or sleek activewear, or even elevated furniture and mix and match tableware to inspire your next spring gathering at home. Discover surprisingly stylish new season favorites at Walmart now or shop it on the Walmart app. 
Go to walmart.com slash now trending. That's walmart.com slash now trending. Now trending. Your style at Walmart. Welcome back to our segment, Dear Bellas, where we give Bella style advice to our listeners. Because who needs Abby when you have two Bellas? <laughs> That's right. And here's today's question. Hi, Bella Twins. My name is Lexi. I'm 20. I'm a three-time assault survivor. Um, I just lost my virginity last year at 19 to rape. And I keep feeling like I'm drowning because I can't deal with everything that's going on. Um, I I know, Nikki, you've been through something. You went through it, too. How did you pick yourself back up and find yourself after so long? I feel like I'm losing myself, and I want to know who I am. Thank you. I love you both. Bye. Oh, my goodness, Lexi. My eyes... You, my eyes are watering. I have Mine chills. Too. I have chills um, everywhere. My heart is just sinking. I now. just, I wish I could hug you right now and like talk to you face to face. Um, but I just want you to know. So I lost my virginity just like you. And it's definitely like, you know, I talked about earlier. It has taken me 20 years to get into a good place. But that's because I didn't know anyone else's story. And if I could give you any advice and help you, one, I want you to know it was not your fault. Do not have any shame or guilt about what happened to you. You did not put yourself in a situation. None of it is your fault. And that's what I want you to let go first. The one thing that I know helped me um, to have a lot of great days was talking to someone that wasn't my twin sister, that wasn't a cousin or a best friend. I I needed a truth therapist that could help me and guide me and lead me for moments that I just was hitting rock bottom. And Lexi, let me tell you, I've had those days. um, I locked myself in my room for two days. I didn't want to leave. There'd be times that I would go cry in my closet because I felt for some reason that being in this closed space that was super dark with every wall around me made me feel safe and I would just cry my eyes out. Um, I lacked self-confidence. I felt like I, I lost respect for myself. Um, and I can't tell you enough that what happened to us, we didn't deserve it and we can get through it. You have this inner strength in you that you haven't seen yet, but it is there and you have to find it. I also want you to start journaling every day When you get upset, I want you to write it on paper. I don't want you to reread it, but I want you to let it go. But the more that you could write about this and talk about this, you, you truly are letting it go from your heart and from your soul. Cry about it when you need to cry. Those tears are releasing pain. Um, so definitely start with those things. Right. And you know, I haven't been through rape, so I don't know that deep pain that both you, Lexi, and Nicole feel, but let's just say your virginity, whenever you want to lose it in your way, let that be the way. And I didn't lose my virginity the way I wanted to. But then after I had a a really good sexual experience, like years later with someone I I really cared about, and I kind of was like, this was like losing my virginity. So, you know, and I just, my heart goes out for you. And every day, look in the mirror and just be like, I am strong. I do have courage. I do have bravery. Keep reminding yourself, but you got to look yourself in the face and tell yourself that. Yeah, even if you need to write note cards and tape them on your mirror, I've done that as well before, um, especially when I lived alone because I felt like, okay, no one will see it. That's why I'm really big with vision boards because I am a visual person. I need to be visually reminded. I visually need to see my goals. And that has helped me. But, you know, just like what Bree said, you can choose how in your mind you lost it. You can do that, Lexi. Don't be like how I was for 20 years. Trust me, you don't want to carry that with you. So please seek out help. Know you have your Bellas here. Know that you are so beautiful and strong and brave. And you also with your story can help other people. So thank you for being so brave and calling in to Dear Bellas and reaching out to us. That already right there, by the way, is you're making a step closer to healing. And please 
reach out to a therapist. There's so many different options now of people that can help, whether they're online, they're in person, but just do that and journal, put up those note cards, look yourself in the mirror and just visualize that day that you are going to have that beautiful moment. Don't let him own your heart, your soul and your mind. We want to help you let that go. And just know us Bellas love you so, so much. And I hope one day we could just give you a big, big hug. Oh, we love you, Lexi. Thank you so much for calling in. And if any of you want a chance to hear from us, please give us a call at 833-Q-Bellas. All right, everyone. Well, I'm going to bring my fiance back on the show because now it's time for Bella Brains. All right, everyone, give it up for this week's Bella Brains host, my man, Artem Shigvinson. I just wish people saw the way you said it because you always do like a hand dance gesture. Finally, I could do it gracefully. So funny. Do you know why she does that, Artem? Because she's thinking so hard how to say your last name. Oh, exactly. You know what? You're probably right. Anyway, thank you. It's always nice to be back for another edition of Bella Brains, the hilarious weekly game show where we keep scores you who has the stronger Bella Brains. And we're keeping track of who wins each week and the first person to five wins a donation to their favorite charity paid for by the loser. And the current score is tied two to two. I bet it feels good for you to be tied because usually you're losing. Ugh. Whatever. You know what? I wonder who's going to win this round. Let's find out. It's time for... Bella Brains! Bella Brains! Bella Brains! Okay, who's leaving room first? (laughs) The room. (laughs) The room. (laughs) I'll go. I'll let you guys be here first. All right. Oh, the accent. It's the best. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay, are you ready? Ready. Because this time I'm going to be asking questions about month of May. Do you know anything about months of May? I mean, I know Cinco de Mayo's in May. (laughs) That's not (laughs) going to be part of the question, so... Dang. Oops. Okay, ready? Oh, question number one. Our baby just moved. Oh, don't don't try to make me all sentimental so I can help no, you out with but the it stuff. Did. Oh, it did. Our baby did just it? kicked twice. Oh, that's so sweet. Mm. I wish I could feel it. Me too. Okay, you ready? First question. Yeah. Okay, one guess. Ugh. <sighs> Not a good start for you. What season is the month of May in Southern Hemisphere? Spring. No. Negative. Don't even tell me the winter. It's autumn or fall. What? Yeah. Bree's so not going to get that. Okay, what else? (sighs) Okay, question number two. What is the birthstone of the month of May? Shoot. (sighs) I'll give you three guesses on this one. Okay. Um... Ruby? Nope. What's the blue one? Um, sapphire? The, is, I thought the sapphire is red. No? Oh, no, no blue. Ruby is ruby red. red. Yeah. Sapphire. <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn it. Do you think I would tell you what the color stone would be and the name of the stone would that would be the right answer? Maybe. Oh. One more guess. Uh, one Shoot. more guess. I'm like trying to like see what I see on the paper. What is May? What would people rock in May? Oh, what's the, uh, what's the green one called? Um, that's it. It's the green one. Well, you need to say the name. Don't that's look not at me. Fair, but if I know it's the <laughs> green stone, I should get it. It's uh, the green stone is called. Um, dang it! Why can't I think of the green stone, Artem? Well, Can I get the beginning? Because, I mean, I said green stone. Can I at least get the beginning letter? E. What? E. <laughs> e? Yeah. You're thinking of the right stone. That is the right answer, but you need to say the word. E what? <laughs> what do you mean, E what? E. Yeah, it starts on E. 
Okay, I'll give you a hint. Hmm. Um, what is the city? Emerald. There you go. Yes. All right. One right out of two. Listened. Okay. This is question number three. The month was named after the Greek goddess of what? How many guesses do I get? Well, three, obviously. I mean. So, Greek goddess of something is what May is named after? Yeah. Um, you can say name of that goddess or what that goddess were responsible for. Uh, well, name would be harder. I'm just giving you options. Yeah. I mean, I only know like Socrates or whatever. Um, I mean, I know more, but so the Greek goddess of rain. Definitely not. I don't think it rains in May. More yeah. than anything, is like a spring. April showers. Oh shoot, that's April. You're right. Um, <laughs> ooh, the Greek goddess of sunshine. <laughs> no, no, that's your second guess. No, <laughs> you have one more. Dang it! <laughs> Greek goddess of ooh, sunshine. Oh, the Greek goddess of growing, like you know, for spring, like growing stuff. No, no. Like not agriculture goddess. No, or definitely like... not agriculture. Ugh, what is it? Fertility. That's the same thing. That's what <laughs> I meant. Growing agriculture. But I and meant fertility. like you know planting and stuff That's like that. That's not fertility. Planting is planting. Whatever. Fertility. I was fertility. close. I mean, you, you. So what I got? One out of one three. One out of three. Yeah. Oh, let me go get her. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. The topic of this Bell of Brains is going to be about the month of May. Ooh. And it's not going to be about Cinco de Mayo, so don't even try. <laughs> okay. Question number one. One guess. What season is the month of May in Southern Hemisphere? What season? Wow. That's actually tough. I'm going to say, I mean, I feel dumb saying this, but I feel like it's, I don't know, spring? <laughs> yes, I said the same. That is incorrect. It's summer? <laughs> it's autumn. It's Remember, autumn? the summertime is the winter over there. What's whatever summer for us, it's the winter for them. It's exact opposite. <laughs> Dang oh, it. well. Okay, here we bring question number two. I'll give you three guesses for that one. Okay. okay. What is the birthstone for the month of May? Okay. So April is a diamond because someone got me that because they thought Birdie's due date was April 30th. But then Birdie's birthday is May 9th. And what did I end up having? It was green. It's, I think, green. I need the name. Emerald. That is correct. Oh, it's the one is, I got right. the right, right answer. Okay. That's right. Okay, question number three. The month was named after the Greek goddess of what? Um, what do you mean? Like, Well, and Artem, you could tell her, like, you don't have to say the name. You could say what the Greek goddess represented. And that's well, it. No, yeah. that's all you gave me is hints. No, I gave you this. You, and that's you all can, you gave you me is hints. You can say the name of the goddess or what she was responsible for. And it was a Greek goddess. Greek goddess. Okay. Of what? Venus? No, that is incorrect. Second guess. Wait, so is it her name? It's you can you can say either. You can say the name of the goddess or, or you can say which what that goddess was re responsible for. Was she responsible for flowers? No. Was she responsible for fertility, like reproduction? That is correct. Yes. It is the goddess of fertility. Woo! Oh my, how did you get that? <laughs> um because everything blooms in May. Only makes sense. Whatever. Okay. It would have been my next once I got the hang of it. No, it wouldn't have been, but yes, I won. <laughs> well, that brings current score to three to two. 
And I'm sorry, Nicole, but Bree's in the lead. Yes! Oh my... She always finds a way to pull ahead. I'm so sick of it. All right, everyone. Join us again next week for another edition of... Bella Brains, Bella Brains, Bella Brains. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. Yes, thank you. And a huge thank you to my fiance, Artem, for coming on and being an open book with our relationship. That is never easy. And also a huge thank you to all of you for all the love and support of our new memoir, Incomparable. And please tweet us your questions for Bella Army Q&A with the hashtag Bella's Podcast. And call 833-Q-Bellas to ask us for on-air advice in our segment, Dear Bellas. Show us some love by rating the show, leaving a review, and hitting subscribe. And we just launched a new Instagram exclusively dedicated to the Bellas Podcast, so make sure to follow us at the Bellas Podcast. Special thanks to Artem for being a great Bella Brains host. Until next week, remember to stay fearless. And you'll always go Brie mode if you drink along with us. See See you next Wednesday. Wednesday. And as Birdie likes to say, Bye-bye.